<laughs> All right. So we're going to start, <laughs> start part three news, headlines, and questions. But because it's such a special episode, we start off with you know what we're drinking, Rob. Um, and as we told people, that, oh, hopefully you guys heard that. <laughs> Rob, what are you breaking out for the second segment? I got some Glenlivet 12. It's my... Uh... On the desk, Scotch. <laughs> You're so classy. Well done. <laughs> on the desk, his Mad Men Scotch. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've decided to go with a Southern Tier, which is a local uh, brewing company. The uh, two times Xmas, um, with their Christmas sale, I suppose. And um, yeah, eight percent. So we'll see how this goes. So, nice. Yeah, right. Hey, if you average those out, you're only at like nine to 10 maybe 11 i don't remember what your first one was <laughs> you're a product of public schools that is for sure well done <laughs> carry the seven <laughs> i can't count that high i didn't need i needed my toes <laughs> well, let's jump into some news headlines and questions uh, this just broke jovan milosevic who the young kid we've got uh as our backup backup strikers going to most likely be loaned to st gallon who is kind of um the sister club of Valpy in the Swiss league. So, you know, I think that's awesome. Jovan, get some uh, match minutes, right? Yeah. Not too far away from home. Right. You know, Switzerland's not that far away. Get, get right in there, get some good competition going. Isn't that uh, trying to think who else came from that was down in Switzerland for us recently? Um, I'm drawing a blank, but we've, we've definitely sent people that way before and gotten good, uh, good experience out of them. So, not a bad thing to see some of the young guys going out on loan like that and hopefully helping out some teams elsewhere and getting some good playing time. Yeah, the other news, international play. So Silas is back. Wu is back from the Africa and the Asia Cup of Nations. Uh, Silas is going to be playing in the third-place game. Um, you know, it seems like we weathered the storm of missing a lot of those guys. Ended up getting a couple wins. Yeah, we had a couple losses. But you know what? We made it through the month of January. Yeah, I love watching just the sure chaos that is the african cup of nations though i mean you look you look at the table and you see you know teams you expect to be you know doing well because you've seen them in world cups or you've seen them in other competitions be successful just on the bottom of their uh, of their list you know ghana didn't make it out of the group uh ivory coast didn't make it out of the group tunisia which has been recently in in the world cup didn't make it out of the group right so you see all these teams that you expect to play well not and then you got teams like Angola, Mali, Cape Verde Islands winning a group with Egypt and Ghana. How <laughs> how much chaos is that? It, it's awesome to see, and it's it's cool to see that uh, that we had a couple of players go far with with Silas and GRSE. and Silas is still going right. It's the it's a third place match, but he's still going. Yeah, he's still playing out there. Let's get into the thing that's been the talk, and I don't know how much we can actually add to this, but it's the DFL protest. So if you have been watching any Valpe games for the, I don't know, last few weeks, or any Bundesliga at all, you've seen a number of things from eggs to chocolate coins to tennis balls, which we saw today, thrown onto the pitch. So basically what's happening is the supporters, the ultras, are protesting the German League's investment strategy with you know an outside a company or companies to invest a number of millions of dollars into the league to kind of get the league uh, really popular outside of germany alex vote came out so or i'm sorry klaus vote came out if you don't know who klaus is he is the president of the club and he said quote if it cannot be ascertained whether the result of the vote came 
about correctly and democratically, then we need to discuss the spirit of democracy in our football, whether a new transparent vote is necessary. I think, yes, it is necessary, end quote. What is bizarre is Valpi came out and after he made that comment, put something on their website that said, yeah, we're good with the DFL's response. We trust them. Um, this is kind of a strange thing. So I, it's tough for us as Americans to provide any kind of insight other than information as to what's going on with all of these protests, because for the common uh, the fan who's doesn't isn't paying attention, you're like, why is there plus 15 minutes? Why is there 20 minutes added on to this half? Why are people throwing stuff onto the pitch? So I don't know if you've got, Rob, anything you want to throw at this or any whatever. I think it's wonderful to see the fans having an actual impact. It's not like U.S. sports where the fans can, you know, complain and whatever. It doesn't matter in any way. The, the, the ultras are actually having an impact on the conversation mm-hmm. and causing enough of a protest in a way that actually makes a difference to the games themselves so that it's talked about and it's actually being discussed. The fact that German football works the way it does is one of my biggest attractions to it besides the fact that, you know, it fell into my lap by doing study abroad over there, right? I mean, there's my attachment to Stuttgart that way. But what what I'm happy to see is just the way that the league is fan led, right? Uh, you got the 50 plus one rule that for the most part is followed everywhere. But the fans actually do have some say. It's not just oh, an owner came in and moved you know the team from St. Louis to Los Angeles or from Oakland to Vegas or whatever, right? That would never happen in German soccer because it it can't because of the way it's structured. So giving them the ability to actually, you know, protest and have, have the ability to change things like that is fantastic. Does it suck to, you know, get up at eight 30 in the morning and then walk downstairs and go, ah, shit, the stuff's happening again. <laughs> it gives me a chance to make my second cup of coffee typically. <laughs> so I can turn the volume up on the TV, walk to the kitchen and know that uh, there's still crap flying on the field. So I'm good to go. I can get that second cup of coffee going. <laughs> But uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely an inconvenience. You know, it's no banner over an exit, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's definitely, I think, good to see that there's a way that we can impact things. It also lets me improve my German vocabulary because every time there's a sign up, I have to look up at least one word <laughs> to see what the what the actual sign says hanging across the hanging across the ultra to see what exactly the, the protest message is this time because it tends to sometimes be a little more colorful vocabulary mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. than what you pick up on official sources, right? Yeah. Verarsch is not something that Duolingo has taught me in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's always good to to see the fans have a voice. I, I really think they truly do. They are impacting the decision process that's going on, which is awesome. Yeah, it was interesting. There was a bit of uh, information that's out there about how when it comes to support of people actually in the stands, the first league in Germany and the second league in Germany were in the top five of all the European leagues in terms of attendance of butts in the seats. And basically the argument was, listen, things are fine. Okay. And I get it. You know, progress. We need to try and do more to make the league more um, attractive overseas. But I also, that the reason why I think somebody like you and I have not just paid attention to the Bundesliga, but have stayed so in tune with the Bundesliga is because of the fan scene and because it's so much different than what you have over in the States over here. So I am hopeful some resolution comes of this that maintains the 50 plus one rule, because that I think is what makes it so special. 
And I was chatting with somebody who is a Chelsea supporter and the football in the Premier League is better. I'm not, I'm not going to question that. But the atmosphere of the game experience, it's not even close in my opinion. And that's all Bundesliga. And even he had to admit that. So anything that takes that away, I'm definitely against. So I'm hopeful these protests can make uh, you know an impact of some kind. I think what Alex, I'm sorry, I think what uh, Klaus was trying to say is that the vote was taken in secret and that the vote needs to be transparent. And people need to know exactly how each club voted and how uh, each president voted, because there are some questions about how certain people voted. Um, I do find it interesting that the Stuttgart website came out and said, no, nah, we're good. So I'm not exactly sure where our club is on this thing. And even if the club does have a Democratic vote, I think you're still going to have protests. Right. I think the biggest complaint that people have is. You guys made this decision without asking the supporters, without having a vote at a general meeting, which usually takes place in the fall. I think if they have a vote in the general meeting in the fall, it would be pretty one-sided. But on the flip side of that, Ricky Palm wrote on Twitter that there were a lot of people that were telling the ultras to shut up today. So let's get the game on the road. So then it makes you wonder, is like, who is actually has the voice of, of, of what's going on there? Is it the people who are throwing stuff on the field or the people who are like, Hey, let's just do this. So I'm curious to see how this is going to end. Yeah. that's the part where us from across the pond can't really have much of a comment. I don't know. Right. I have no, we're not, we're not well enough attached to see that. But what I would say, you know, you compared to the premier league, which, uh, which league is maybe getting another champions league slot this year because the coefficient's going so well, it's not the the big money league. <laughs> you also see constant posts, uh, in Reddit asking about how to get tickets. And the reaction this year is you're not going to get them unless you're a member. Mm-hmm. You can't come over and just do the tourist. I want to show up for a game. At a successful club, you have to be a member of the club, be a part of the pre-sales. And and actually, that holds the atmosphere. It stops them from being some of those, you know, you watch a Premier League game and you see the atmosphere is dead. There's regular fans getting priced out. That doesn't happen from what I can tell from afar in the Bundesliga. And if I was to, you know, want to go over and try to see a game at at the MHP arena, I'd have to actually go ahead and, you know, as a member, I'm, I know we've got ways to do it, but I have to go through that process to do it rather than what happens, you know, with, with other games where it's a big, huge, expensive ticket and tourist type fans have pushed out the locals that make the teams what they are. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a little bit of a hypocrisy to say that as a, a far, fan from a far away either, but I don't want to see the atmosphere, the curva, you know, go away. I, I honestly don't know if I'd want to stand in the curva unless I had someone, you know, from the club or someone from a, you know, maybe another fan club kind of guiding us as we were there. Yeah. I don't want to show up and take that spot away from a local who, who's been there in and out. That's their place to be. And the way the Bundesliga operates, the way the ticket sales operate, the way that the, the members own the clubs makes that happen, which is, it's the way it should be. Yeah. The local club should be for the members. They shouldn't be a product that's just getting put out there for TV. They That's what makes the, the attendance so good in the Bundesliga and the second Bundesliga. It's what makes German soccer and the atmosphere around it so attractive to me to watch and to see. 
You know, that dives into really the only question we had this week was from old friends, uh, Sal Rockton, uh, so Dan and uh, Tim Shumi fan sent in, uh, maybe we'll even play Champions League next season. What? And then Shumi fan said the last three games have been dramatic improvement over the previous two. Even the players missing while with their countries, the team has found ways to keep scoring forever. Val FB, if we don't finish in the top three or four, I'll be disappointed. So let's get into that real quick is – that's really the only question we've got is where can this team finish going forward? Now, one and two are already set. I think all of us would agree. It's going to be some combination of Leverkusen or Bayern München. But then you've got us, Dortmund, Leipzig. I'm guessing it's Frankfurt who is in that mix too. And because of the coefficient, like you're saying, which we don't fully understand, but basically what that means is the Bundesliga might have five teams that can make the Champions League. I agree with Tim. It's like, at this point, especially what February and March looks like, if we don't finish in the top five, I'm wondering, like, what happened? I think we're watching international soccer next year, mm. which I have never got to do in, in my time being able to actually follow on TV. I'm going to have to figure out where we stream Champions League games. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for another damn service. I don't think they're on ESPN. <laughs> No, but uh, I will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm right there. I, I do think this team... The way we're playing, the consistency that's there, seeing us win games without some of the big guys on the field, I think we're going to be able to maintain this through. And I've not usually been able to be that positive about a Stuttgart team, right? Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're only three points clear of Dortmund, but you know, you talk about Frankfurt, we're 11 points clear of them. Sheesh. That's not where I expected to be this year <laughs> in any way. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see how we don't end up finishing in either the Champions League or the Europa. I think the Europa League has two slots as well, right? Um, At least six, seven, but if we get the coefficient, it might slip drop in. all the way to eight, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, to drop down to eighth, you're talking, what, yeah, that's Freiburg and Hoffenheim. They're only in the 20, 28, 27 points. And that whole chunk of the table is going to be just a slog for right. positioning in there. Those There's a lot of teams right around that that level. It, it falls off when you get down to the relegation spots, but from eighth to you know Union is 28 to 21 points. There's a you know a, only a seven-point gap there. That's our gap to Bayern. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so the table is definitely stratified. First and second have pretty clear running. And then you've got, you know, Stuttgart to to Frankfurt in a kind of another layer. And then it just is a meat grinder all the way down to the relegation slots. So there's a lot of parity in the league this year, with the exception of the top, you know, five teams. So it's super interesting to see how this season's playing out. And I think we're we're staying, I, I honestly do believe at this point, barring a lot of injuries and a massive blow up, we're playing Champions League next year, and we're gonna have to figure out how how to watch that. <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> yeah, the rich get richer. Well, and for that to happen, we got to start taking care of some business. So let's dive into that part four. All right, so here we go, Rob. So part four, 
the schedule, like we mentioned before, is just in our favor, despite some of the injuries we're having. So odds and predictions, we're heading to Darmstadt. Now, we have three wins, one loss in our last eight versus these guys. We won 3-1 to one in the first half of the season. We were down early on a Daxo own goal. Daxo, hopefully your knee is healing up there. But Enzo and Seiru scored quickly thereafter, and then Seiru scored a goal and added time to make it a 3-1 put away. Darmstadt hasn't won a game since October at Augsburg, but they did just get a draw versus Gladbach. They've got one of the worst defenses in the league, but they did play Bayer Leverkusen tough and only lost by two, but they're in 18th place with a minus 27 goal differential. So they've got Luca Pfeiffer who didn't play much uh, this weekend. They've got Maglika who was a center back that we got from St. Gallen, who was, you know, permanently there at Darmstadt now they are struggling they're in really bad shape um when I say Darmstadt what do you think and then when I say we're going to travel to them um what do you think about that match well when I say Darmstadt I think space stuff because that's where Issa's got a bunch of crap but when I think about the actual team I think ugh, rough struggle at the bottom, at what point do you start to just give up hope on the season, right? There, there's not a lot of opportunity to move upwards for where they're at in the table. You feel for them because we've been there, right? They're, they're already at least one or two games out of the relegation position, right? Being four points up. You know, it's it's like watching a football game because there's one of those apparently tonight that people care about what? where it's a two possession game for them. It's a two game if everything goes right for them, even to climb out of the automatic relegation spots. So, and their goal differential is uh, ouch, <laughs> brutal. Yeah. So it they're not in a good spot. At what point do you just start to give up on the year? Right now, that's kind of the position we were in when Hunas came in a couple of years ago and we started to not be in that spot again. So yeah, who knows? Maybe one of the minds or Darmstadt coaching change and things to take back off. But I like the fact that those are the teams we're playing now. It should be another, you know, expected style win, just like it was today versus Mainz. Yeah. I, I always have a soft spot for the lilies as they're called. Um, I love, love their blue and orange, you know, outfits or uniforms there. So orange is good. I love orange. Yeah. So I like that. Um, they're just, yeah, they're in trouble. If this was at home, I would be like, this is going to be a four or five, nothing, you know, win just because I think the way we play at home is just a fortress, but it is on the road and these teams are playing for their lives. And I was trying to explain that to some of my American friends. I was like, this Mainz match isn't going to be easy because as Christian Gettner said, it's not like you can just go to Mainz and get a win all those times, but it's also because they're playing for their lives. And that's not something you see in the NFL or the, NBA. I mean, they don't get a draft pick if they finish last <laughs> right. year. Yeah, There's they, no lottery. They win. Yeah. The lottery they get is they lose 40% of everything they've ever had. So, right. yeah. So I don't think it's going to be an easy match. It wasn't easy. The first time we played them at home. Um, I don't think it's gonna be easy on the road, but I do like our chances in this one. So like we always do, uh, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the odds makers have this one at since our sponsor is Winamax, as it turns out? And <laughs> what do you think the final score is going to be? This is the part where I get confused at how the odds and lines work and you have to explain it to me like every time uh, we talk about this. But uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it's in our favor. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, maybe plus two, plus three. It is plus one. So it is Stuttgart minus a goal. So they... 
are predicting Stuart to win by at least one goal in this one. That doesn't feel like enough. I love saying that, but it doesn't feel like enough to me. I think they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So what do you think final score on this one? Uh, I, I'm hoping we we actually see a shutout. I'm going to go with uh, 3-0. It sounds three, like three null because you know we gotta use that fancy word when we're talking German football instead. Yeah, the, I think the, the be... zero fivers or the O fivers, whatever <laughs> they kept calling on the match stage. Like this sounds so wrong. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Schalke match this morning and it was the O fours or whatever, and you're like, oh, that just there's a lot of meme jokes when that is in your yep. in your name. I I like a three goal. A, Stugart performance in this one. I don't know if we'll get a shutout. I think we will because Darmstadt is pretty toothless. Um, that crowd at their place is going to be pretty loud, though, but Stugart travels really well. I just think with Wu coming back, and Wu Yang looked great in the limited time he was on the He table. had a couple of good, I know we were talking about us not playing counter style, but he had a couple of good fast breaks where he got them started. The end product wasn't necessarily right. there, but he definitely looked good on a few of them. Yeah, agreed. And then Seiru is going to be there full time at this point. So he's going to be back. Um, it's just the schedule is working to get us back into shape. And it, it's that's usually not the way it is. It's usually the opposite. And we've got the Bayern Munich match at the end of the season. and We need three points to survive, that kind of stuff. So this is shaping up to be, I think, a really nice month for us to kind of get the guys back and get our lineup back. And we have some guys getting some confidence and all that stuff. So I like us to get three goals. I'm going to say Seru's going to get off the schneid. I'm going to go with Chris is going to get a little bit of redemption after what happened. Um, And then the third one, I'm not really sure. Dennis got his goal today. So instead, I'm going to go with, boy, Otto Karazor getting (laughs) off the schneid. Otto Uh, his first goal. Yeah, you beat me to it. (laughs) I would love to see him get a goal. He's had a couple of just really decent chances. And if he unlocks that part uh, of his game, being that kind of, you know, dark horse, able to maybe get a goal every few games or, you know, just be able to be a threat every few games like that, man, that elevate him even more compared to how much better he's been this year compared to previous years. Mm -hmm. He just... Just missed tucking it inside the post on the one shot. He's he got all the goalies water bottles, I believe, on, on his <laughs> on his shot that was just wide. So Correct. it was it was barely around the post. And uh I, I want nothing more to see his celebration when he finally gets a Bundesliga goal oh, yeah, because he deserves happen. it. Yeah, yeah. And he's been a rock this year, a, a absolute key part of the lineup for sure. All right, wrap it up. Give us the final score. Uh three nothing. Three no. <laughs> oh wow three no all right there you go folks it's a uh somewhat of a mixed uh pod this episode because we did have the loss versus leverkusen we all wanted the the pokal trophy but i agree Rob, with what you said this gives us time to focus on getting healthy and the league and just like everybody keeps talking about is um stuttgart international the champions league might <laughs> might start to see some bruce string in it huh any final thoughts as we wrap this one up yeah, if I have to watch that clip of you know Stuttgart International Nuba's Offenzine over and over again, I'm not going to be sad, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, we will pop some more Glenn Livet next episode. Um, if you have any ideas on where we can watch Champions League next year, let us know because we're going to try to figure that out. We are overly optimistic, but why not? We just got another big win. We got 43 points, third place. Things are looking great, Rob. Thanks for joining us for your for me again. Mainz match. We appreciate it. <laughs> and hopefully we'll talk to you again after another big Stuttgart win. Rob, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It's always fun.